behind the stumps to behind the mic, nothing gets past Smithy. This is Mornings with Ian Smith on SENZ. I know Ian Smith this morning, he is celebrating somewhere on the streets of India. Probably hasn't gone to bed. He's running up and down, going crazy after the Black Caps have opened their Cricket World Cup in pretty good fashion. My name is Daniel McCarty. Yes, sorry, more of me. Louis Herman Watt is here. Brian is here as well. We take you through to midday. Truncated show, we will do our very best to get you involved. We really want to hear from you on 0800 150 We're going to open the lines right now. Go on, give us a call if you want. Got a bit of a sermon to get to, but... We will get to your calls. 0800-150-811. Text us double eight double three on the temper and bedpost text machine. It is a morning where you should be crowing, I would like to think. What is coming up on this shortened show? Well, other than you, we'll have a love racing update as well. We will uh, talk um, this Polaris Sports Desk. We will have Stumped by Smithy. So basically all those regular features you would expect. We'll have got a harness racing update with Greg O'Connor as well. And we are going to uh, break down the Black Caps victory over England at the Cricket World Cup. That is all on the horizon, 27 away from 11. Sport is our religion. And here is Smithy's Sermon. Yeah, well done, All Black. 73 nils, good job, but I'm sorry, you must take a back seat. In the back. <laughs> go. Off, off you go. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Don't tell me that was not sweet. Don't tell me that was not joyous. Don't tell me that did not put a big smile on your face. Don't tell me New Zealand are not semi-final contenders at another Cricket World Cup. And don't tell me the empty seats were the story. Leave that for another day, Okay. A simply incredible result and performance by the Black Caps to open their Cricket World Cup campaign in India. And against the team they tied the final with four years ago. England. They made England look like a club size. Bowling first, New Zealand winning the toss, and they were under pressure early, the Black Caps. England did what so few have been able to do when he's played one day international cricket over the last few years. Get to Trent Bolt early. But Matt Henry is just a rock with the new rock in one day international cricket. How good is that bloke? And when Mitchell Santner came into the attack alongside him, within the ten, the opening 10 overs, of course, they've gone to the finger spinner, uh, New Zealand applied the brakes. And then New Zealand just chipped, chipped, chipped away, picking up wickets and not allowing England to build any key partnerships. These are the most important numbers of the game, in my opinion. 40, 24, 30, 24, 70, 33, 8, 21, 2 and 30. The English partnerships. There's not one there that changes a game. But seven or eight that could have. Could have. Didn't. Those were the stands by the England batters. Not enough. It was a really impressive bowling effort from the Black Caps. Who went in with only three frontline bowlers. Let's not forget that. They were all rounder heavy. Henry, three for 48 off 10. Excellent. Santner, two for 37 off 10. Brilliant. And Bolt picked up. Picked up the slack in the back half of his innings. I thought he did a brilliant job as he went on. One for 48 off his 10. And golden arm Glenn Phillips. You're having a laugh, son. Joe Root and Moen Ali. Huge. Then the story that has hogged all the headlines. A scintillating partnership between Devin Conway and Ratchin Ravindra. The Wellington pair brought together when Will Young was dismissed first ball. Later when that happens. But the Wellingtonians on debut at World Cups hammered the English attack. Conway, 152 not out of 121 balls, 19 fours, three sixes. Were you not entertained? 
Rajan Ravindra, we've been waiting for him to blossom. His maiden one day hundred, 123 off 96 ball, uh, balls, four, four, 11 fours rather, five sixes, incredible stuff. The highest partnership by a New Zealand pair at a Men's World Cup. And the second highest partnership in the history of one day international cricket by a New Zealand pair. Utterly brilliant. The black and yellow pair have left England black and blue. And I love every damn single run of it. Thank you, Brian. That wraps things up. Oh, and under 1508 Mikey, we're coming to you in just a moment. But good morning, Louis, Herman Watt. Scratch that. Great morning. <laughs> I just, it's not too often I, I'm disappointed there's a 90 minute delay to the show, but I just wanted to get on here at 9 o'clock and just revel in it, boys. <laughs> How good was it? Just, you wanted something so badly, and you got it. And you got it I in did. the most incredible fashion, and there's so many people. That are sleep deprived. I uh, I'm going to blow the the art of radio, but I've spoken to Rod Latham today for a pre-recorded uh, for our Canterbury Sports Corner tomorrow. The great Canterbury father, of course, the stand and skipper. And Rod was glowing. He was buzzing. He said he walked into work. He said awesome. he got no sleep. Sprung into work. He said, "How good is it to be in New Zealand this morning? So proud." <laughs> and it's just the best day. And it's only game one, so we can't get ahead of ourselves. But I'm going to anyway. Oh, commiserations, England. Commiserations. By the barest of margins, you've been spanked by nine wickets with about 14 overs remaining. 0800 150 G'day, Mikey. Oh, how you going? Hey, good call there on the game, mate. I um, Thank you. watched the first half on the TV and then I had to get to work, so I listened to you guys on the radio. And, um, when they choose this team, the only thing I'll say about the rugby is just I wish I could see McKenzie and Leicester um, and Will Jordan and Mark Talia somehow all yeah. in the mix. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, just I know what you mean. He's his name all the time. Like he, he's just a game breaker. And um, and I think McKenzie again, he's just got the magic touch, man. So that's the rugby. But I'll tell you about the cricket because I was telling you about like you know oh, I want revenge on the on those on those ponds. And uh, I, I get a couple of hours and I sat on the couch, and then Nasser Hussain comes on. And he just dismisses New Zealand, and he talks about the fact that they were the deserved winners. So Ori Matita on edge, I'm getting angry, and I thought, bugger this. So I transferred all my sleeping stuff to the couch. And I said, I'm going to watch as much as I could. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I managed to watch most of the first innings, fell asleep, woke up, and there's uh, then those those two batsmen having a bit of a bit of a crack. And I'm like, this is good. Fell asleep, and I went, as long as I wake up around about sort of three thirty, four o'clock, I'll get the last bit of the innings. And I wake up about 3.30 or 3.45, and they're being interviewed. And I thought, what is going on? I couldn't believe it. So, unfortunately, I've missed all that, so I'm going to watch the replay when I get home today. But, oh, stuff the palms, eh? Awesome. Yeah, I do like the yeah, yeah, lock, <laughs> lock the front door, pull the curtains, order a bucket of chicken... Turn your phone off and lap it up. Yeah. That's what I would do. Oh, I so will. And look, I actually do like the English cricket team. It's just their media, particularly the TV media, 
just set my teeth on edge. So it was a good up yours, I thought, and um, and fantastic for those players and good confidence booster for them going into this um, tournament. So, yeah, well done. What a great call to start us off with, Mikey. Thanks so much, mate. Uh, you're going to have the best day. Uh, go enjoy it. I had something similar. I, I tried to stay up. I fell asleep about, I reckon, about 15, 20 overs in, Louis. Um, phone set for four for the exact same thing. I know I've got a rugby test to prepare for, but maybe I can sneak in the last sort of 45 minutes. Turned it on. It's like, what? We've won and there's 14 overs to go? It's like, absolutely brilliant. Loved it. Loved it. Jared, is it? G'day, Jared. Good morning, Daniel. Oh, great morning, mate. None of this good morning nonsense. What? It's great. Great morning. Oh, hey, look, I'm a bit sleep deprived, like um, yourselves and others. Um, I, I, I missed the, the fielding effort, uh, Daniel, but I woke up around the start of the, the batting. Well, I, I, I didn't want it to end. I mean, I, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. Um, uh, I think we've got a new opening uh, duo. Um, since, not since Bruce Hector and John Wright. Uh, these oh! two are, um, <laughs> yes. hey? Look, Louis losing his mind, Jared. He loves that call. J- James sends in a text here, Jared. What do you do with Ravindra now? Um, he well, wasn't in my team yeah. yesterday. Remember when I when I named it? I, did, I left him out. I left him out. That included Wellington <laughs> Bias. Hey, what about the poor old guy uh, that, that got out? First, he'll be thinking I won't be I won't be featuring in the rest of the World Cup. Yeah, Will Young's a good hey? player, but you know what do yeah, you do? But it, it's a legitimate question after an innings <laughs> like that. It was it was that good, and I've only seen a highlights package. Everyone should be aware of that. Now I didn't watch it ball by ball, and batting in the highlights is, um, you know, it, it, it can be a bit of a f- fool's errand at time. But my some of the striking and the shots would just look like a guy who, who belonged. Absolutely, Daniel. Hey, and tell what I, I didn't realise, and I, I do now, um, uh, uh, Devon and Ravindra are very good mates. They work together very closely. Uh, they're from uh, your neck of the woods, Wellington. Um, and I, I just think it's fantastic, isn't it, that they've got an opportunity, they've taken it, um, and, and, and uh, Ravindra, he can only go up now. I mean... Uh, it's a good position to be in. Um, it is what the best of put... headaches. Yeah. I mean, when Kane comes back in, surely they open together. Well, that's, that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. They're going to have to consider long and hard now. What an, an awesome headache to have if you're uh, Gary Steen and the other selectors. Great to chat, Jared. I'm loving the, hey, the, thanks, the, the, the smiles in your voices. The smiles in your voices are ringing through very clear. Let's keep the calls coming in. We've got to get to a break. Back with more on 0800 150 after this. SCNZ. It's Kiwi for sport. Call any time. 0800 150 811. Brand are experts in agriculture, covering your equipment, parts and service needs to help you succeed in your field. Summer or winter, he's the voice of sport in Aotearoa. This is Mornings with Ian Smith on SENZ. With Branch, your local John Deere equipment supplier, no Smithy, we are in the power play. We're powering through your calls. Zaid, morning. Are oh, you falling asleep, Zaid? He is too. 
Data's been up all night and he's nodded off, waiting. That is gold. That's magnificent. Hope you're okay, Zaid. <laughs> he stayed up all night. He was going to tell us about how sleep deprived he is, and he's fallen asleep. Oh, that's, that's not a, what a fan. What a fan. Scott. Will, G'day, Scott. <laughs> what a fan. Morning. Morning, Daniel. How are you going? I'm all right. Did you chalk it up, up any sleep? Um, I stayed up and watched as much of the game as I could. Um, I, I've got to say, I, when I spoke to you yesterday, I was, I was quietly confident, but uh, absolutely smashing them like that. How good is that at the end of the day? And uh, obviously two Wellington boys doing it with the bat, even better. Um, but I've got to say, um, as well, I've got Tom Latham, um, just the captaincy was actually quite brilliant yeah. uh, when England were batting early on. Obviously, you know, they, they were getting away and, and to, to change it, to bring Mitchell Satner on to basically slow the game down. And I mean, within the first 10 overs was a huge risk, um, obviously, but it worked. And, um, you know, it, it just seemed to click from there. And, um, you know, Satner and even Bolt coming back from the start here to finish with, uh, what was it, one for 48 as well, was just was just brilliant. It's What a day. Well, England, once England see the New Zealand batting lineup, they're going, right, these free front, free Three, sorry, God, been up too long. Three frontline bowlers. <laughs> if we can knock one of them off, New Zealand are in a whole heap of trouble. And they go after Trent Bowles. Well, they, they settle better against, against Trent Bowles. How good's Matt Henry as a one-day bowler just out of interest? It, just just fabulous in, in any conditions. Oh, but you're right. And New Zealand then go to Santner. Yeah. They're so resourceful, New Zealand. They've shown that again. Exactly, yep, yep. And, and what you say with Henry, exactly. I mean, I've I felt sorry for him over the last few years because I think he, you know, being behind the likes of Bolt and Southey has, has made it harder for him. But, you know, it's his time to shine now. And um, he, he just he just looks brilliant. Uh, um, you know, he looks deadly. He looks very hard to put away. And, um, you know, he, even if there's the odd bad ball, he, he still comes back from it. And, um, you know, if, if him and Bolt click at the same time and then Chuck Satner and behind that, uh, I mean, I, I go from quietly confident to a lot more confident now. <laughs> Loud, loudly confident. Go bank some sleep over the weekend, Scott. I think we're going to need it over the next few weeks. Thanks so much for joining us. Zaid there? Yeah, hello. Oh, good morning. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thank you. Mate, you're on air. How good was that by the Black Caps? Yeah, uh, great win, obviously. Um, yeah, watched watch the watch, uh, majority of it. Um, yeah, oh. obviously, great bowling display. Great bowling display. <laughs> display. Um, obviously, Henry and Bolt um, led, led with a few wickets. And then um, Santa did well, and he um, managed the spinners. You know, um, Nishim and Ravindra didn't get too badly hit. And um, obviously Phillips, and yeah, great batting display, chasing down that um, 283 of only losing one wicket. Obviously, nine wicket win and does good for the um, net run rate. And um, the All Blacks game this morning um, was a bit, bit messy. Eh? You know, um, yeah, uh, Uruguay looks looks pretty average and um, gave away a few five meter scrums in the first half. I mean. Uh, it looks like McKenzie played pretty well in Fianuku, but you know it doesn't really help us out too much, really. I guess we just needed the win to get to the quarterfinals, but it's not really much of a progress or anything for us, for us going forward, really. But, I mean, we'll see how we go in the quarterfinal next week. But um, uh, the only problem I've got with the team was, uh, I don't know what you, your thoughts are on it, but, oh, yeah, I guess hasn't really been one, um, like, 15 really named. Like, it's just, like, a lot of changes every week. What do you think about that? 
Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. Good, good to check, Zay. Go get some sleep too, mate. Fab, fabulous. You're such a good fan, mate. Can I just say that, Zay? You're such a great supporter. You stayed up all night, and he's joined us to, to, to engage with us. And I love fans like that who are willing to engage. And cricket fan base is quite an engaging group, but poor kid fell asleep on the phone waiting for us before. Let's call back. Love that dude. Um, uh, the best. Yeah, they haven't rolled out their best lineup like game in, game out. We made this point. Ireland's kind of run their best team um, throughout this this tournament. Yes, the, the draw has dictated they've had to because they've had a t- tougher pull with significantly tougher games, it does seem. Uh, whether or not that catches up with Ireland, I, I don't know. Um, I have a lot of faith in Ireland. But I think we know the best All Black 15 as far as in Foster's thinking, right? And in Foster's mind, what he thinks the best 15 is. I don't think it's the best 15. I've been saying for weeks on end that I'd have a different back three. When I look at M. Foster's squad, the only decisions I have in my mind is who plays, who wears 22 and 23 right now. And we can talk about that in the days leading up to the team naming. But we've got to take a break. Keep your course coming in. Um, We've got a sleep-deprived Ben Strain joining us to talk more of the cricket. A lot of your texts we'll get to straight after this break. It's nearly four minutes away. Sorry, six minutes away from 11 o'clock. Bring your equipment, parts and service needs to help you succeed in your field. Summer or winter, he's the voice of sport in Aotearoa. This is Mornings with Ian Smith on SENZ. Uh, no Smithy today, I'm Daniel McCarty, but Carl mentioned Smithy in his message on double eight double three. Hi guys, I could just see Smithy sitting in the back of the commentary box, leaning back in a chair with his arms folded over his belly like when at SENZ with a huge grin on his face. Thank you, Carl. Chris Wright started work at 6am. So at 2am, I decided maybe I will stay up till the finish against a tougher opponent. L-O-L. Very good. Uh, Dan writes, did you see Latham's face when Brooke went 4-4-6 off Rutchen and then mistimed the next one? Absolute big moment in the game. You are not wrong there, Dan. And uh, lastly, for this little uh, trend of text, Morning lads, just read on BBC Sport, England have the best stats of the one-day World Cup so far. All their batsmen made double figures. Hurrah! Ha ha! Take what they can. Cheers, Martin. Thank you, Martin. Thank you, everyone who's text. News on the way at 11 o'clock, and then a sleep-deprived Ben Strang will break down the game for us. SCNZ. It's in agriculture. Covering your equipment, parts, and service needs to help you succeed in your field. From behind the stumps to behind the mic, nothing gets past Smithy. This is Mornings with Ian Smith on SCNZ. Quite astonishingly brilliant. I mean, New Zealand... Some of them would have gone to bed last night thinking, gee, if we could knock over England, this would be great. Without Kane Williamson. But I don't think any of them would have, in their wildest dreams, imagined an annihilation like this. I don't think anyone around the cricket world would have seen this. And that's it. An unbeaten partnership of 273 will take New Zealand home. They win by nine wickets. Devon Conway, 152 not out, and young Rachin Ravindra. The world will take note of this boy, the name, 123 from 96 on debut. Without Tim Salvi there, injured. Without Lockie Ferguson today, injured. Without Kane Williamson, injured. They were down to the bare bones going into game one. And somehow they've pulled out a performance which has shocked this tournament, and it's only the first day and night. And it will have shocked the world, really. 
Uh, indeed, well said, Ravi Shastri, and the one, the only, Mr. Ian Smith, a quite extraordinary victory for the Black Caps. And as uh, someone rather pithily points out on text, double eight, double three, uh, the most important aspect of the win over England was that we won the boundary count back, thirty-eight to twenty-seven. They only had twenty-one fours. No one likes a corrector. I love them. Uh, how good, Ben Strang, of course, a familiar voice to the show, to the station, as even done cricket commentary for us. Had a late one. Not out at the pub where he's pretty darn good, but on the couch watching this game. I assume, Ben Strang, you had some designs on going to bed last night. Yeah, I mean, that was the plan. I was I was at work until the, the first innings ended. So, you know, that, that was always the plan. I, I watched the first innings. And, you know, Devin Conway's a good mate, so I like to watch him bat. And uh, I thought, oh, I'll just watch till he gets out. He didn't get out. So, uh <laughs> So I had a late one, that's for sure. <laughs> Let, let's walk our way through this game. At the toss, New Zealand announced their team, announced their bowling first with basically three frontline bowlers. What are you thinking at that stage? I mean, yeah, when the team came out, I was worried. Let's put it that way. I, I, I think looking at the, the state of the bowling lineup. Particularly probably after sort of 10 or so overs, it looked like England were England. And, uh, you know, if they, they'd taken to Trent Bolt, of all people. And you're just sort of thinking, well, they've only got three frontline bowlers. Matt Henry was superb in that opening spell. Uh, he was all over Milan, David Milan. It was a, a fantastic spell of bowling. But you just thought, okay, so the pressure here is on Mitchell Santner. Trent Bolt is, is off his game. They've They've taken to him. And then there's just bits and pieces. Like, how is New Zealand going to get through this bowling innings and restrict England? I think I tweeted at one point saying, you know, 350-plus is on here. Like, England looked like they could absolutely dominate this innings. And then through very good captaincy, I'd say, from Tom Latham, the way that he used his bowlers, the way that he reintroduced Trent Bolt and Matt Henry at key times to get key wickets... And just the, the performance, I think, of Matt Henry and Mitchell Santner, two fantastic spells of bowling, and Trent Bolt came back. Uh, it was it was a performance that was far better with the ball than what I expected when I saw that team named. Do you have been blessed with uh, Bolt and Salvi across uh, formats, but Matt Henry, the one-day bowler, mate, how good is that bloke? Like His record is now stacking up with some of the very best. 133 wickets in 76 matches at 25, and an economy a tick over five. Yeah, it's funny because I, I was talking to somebody uh, a couple of days ago, and we were we were sort of going through who we thought the key players might be. And you know, Dale Stain for Crick Info says that Trent Bolt will be the number one bowler at this World Cup. He's he's the biggest threat he says at this World Cup as far as pace bowlers go. Um, but I, I, I actually said I thought Matt Henry is kind of one of the key cogs here because, you know, if somebody does have an off day, you know, you don't want it to be Matt Henry. You need Matt Henry to be solid and reliable and as he has been, you know, dating back to the last World Cup. And so Trent Bolt did have an off day and Matt Henry was just absolutely on his game. He had the ball on a string, nipping it away from the left-hander. He was... Superb, just just relentless. I, I think that's probably the word for this whole performance was relentless. Um, 
Matt Henry was absolutely relentless with the lines he was bowling, with the lengths, and just didn't let the English batsman off the hook at all. Yeah. Matt, Matt Henry, in, in 2024, will be 10 seasons he's played one-day international cricket. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I, just, I just don't think we understand how good a contributor in one-day cricket this guy has been. He has not had a bad year in, in one-day international cricket. His worst year, as far as average, is 32, where he took 17 wickets in 2015. You know, it's just so impressive. But but you t- you you point out Trent Bolt um, pulled it back beautifully. They put him under pressure early on. Mitchell Santner's drawn into the attack inside ten overs, and that was the first sort of uh, punt. Maybe Latham made that worked a treat. Yeah, yeah. It was um, like I say that I thought the captaincy was was very good. The way that he went through his bowlers. It, I mean, it was clear that he wanted to get ten out of. Bolt, Henry and Santner and early on you've got to be wondering what do we do here with Trent Bolt uh, for, for the second ball of the World Cup to be flicked with a relative ease over you know deep backward square for six by Johnny Bairstow it was kind of it felt like a real warning shot from England about their intent for this World Cup and that opening spell wasn't great from Trent Bolt he was he was pumped let's be honest uh, but yeah, the the way that he was reintroduced, the way that he uh, settled into sort of those uh, middle overs, and and then later on as well, he was just accurate. He he found his lines and links a lot better than he did early on. Uh, yeah, it, it was a good comeback from Trent Bolt, uh, but it, he was, I guess, allowed in some ways to do that just by how tight and how brilliant uh, Matt Henry and Mitchell Santner was. I thought Santner early on on a pitch that at the time wasn't really turning was so tight, didn't give anything away, no loose balls. Uh, you know, the, the types of deliveries that we saw from the English spinners, uh, you know, over-pitching or, or too short at times. Mitchell Santon wasn't doing it. He was he, he didn't get hit for a boundary in his 10 exactly. overs. That, that's superb. Yeah, not one four, not one six. 26 <coughs> dot balls, two for 37 off 10 overs. Uh, quite magnificent. Uh, Ruchin Ravindra got a huge wicket with the ball. Golden arm, Glenn Phillips. Like, I, I'm, I'm serious. To get the number three and five, um, maybe, maybe it's just then you think it's your day. Yeah, yeah. I saw a story on stuff from a couple of years ago saying Glenn Phillips might might enjoy bowling more than anybody else in New Zealand. He, he loves when he gets to roll the arm over, and you could see it. I mean, two huge to get Joe Root out. I mean, that's just. Um, yep, reverse sweeping, whatever. But uh, but to sneak one through, Moen Ali as well. Two huge wickets from a very unlikely source. And uh, you know, you know, I, I guess there's luck involved in that. And uh, you know, you wouldn't deny that. But again, you come back to the fact that he bowled one over at the in, in his first spell, let's call it, and got the wicket of Moen Ali. Then he was pulled off. Um, you know. Uh, Latham went straight to another player to to try to make the most of that little breakthrough, um, and then he comes back and takes another wicket. It's just the way that Latham cycled through the bowlers at the right times was fantastic. Because, like I say, it looked like a three fifty plus score early on. The the wicket looked amazing, uh, and yeah. yet every time, almost every time, Latham made a change, a wicket fell. It was it was fantastic captaincy. Yeah, uh, it did look like a really good wicket. You're right. I'm, I'm not going to talk about the seats, Ben. I'm not. I think this is going to be an ongoing problem. We'll, we'll deal it. We'll deal with it down the line because we do need to yeah. focus on the positives today. And let's get into this run chase. Wow, T 
283 for the loss of one. They lose Will Young with the first ball of the second over. Devin Conway, we know he's capable of this. We have been so blessed with Devin Conway in our lives as Black Cats fans. He's a phenomenal talent across any form of the game. Ruchin Ravindra, and you know this well, Ben, you're in the same city as I. Wellington fans, New Zealand cricket fans, you know, a little bit later to the piece when they, when they started recognising his talent, have been dreaming on this kid for a while. The, the talent's always been there. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Ruch and Ravindra is, is a, a funny case because, you know, as you say, Wellingtonians know. Wellingtonians know that he has spent his entire childhood getting up at 5am with his dad going down to the nets, getting on the bowling machine, hitting thousands of balls. His work ethic is second to none. And they have known, you know, in Wellington for a long time that this little kid from Hut Rec is going to be a, a, an absolute star. And, you know, he makes his, his debut as a very, very young man. And maybe the last couple of years he hasn't developed, let's say, in the New Zealand setup in quite the way that people were hoping just because of how, um, highly he is regarded for such a young man. But let's not forget, he's only 23 years old and he's done this at a World Cup. 23. New Zealand's youngest centurion, uh, the, the youngest being before this, Nathan Astle at Ahmedabad uh, in 96. Uh, amazing parallels there. But he has absolutely announced himself on the world cricket scene with this performance. Um, you know, there's, there's no hiding now. People know who Ruch and Ravindra is. I, I liked there was a... There was a moment where the commentators were talking about Mark Wood coming into the attack, bowling absolute rockets at, at 150 k's plus, and Rajan Ravindra took to him in the first over, pulled him for six, uh, hit him for a couple of fours, just absolutely dealt to him. And the commentators were wondering how he would deal with pace. And you know, if you think about it, there's a there's another kid at uh, at Hutt Districts Cricket Club, uh, Ben Sears, who bowls at a similar yeah. pace, probably doesn't quite have the control that Mark Wood has. So that's probably a scarier proposition in the nets facing 150 plus when he doesn't quite know where it's going. And so he's used to it. And he also cranks that bowling machine at ridiculous speeds from what I've been told. This kid was ready for rockets from Mark Wood. Mark Wood, five overs for 55 runs. Absolutely deleted Mark Wood. This is uh, an impressive performance. And that's without even talking about Devin Conway. That's that Rachin's just announced himself. It's incredible. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that last line might end up on social media. What a great line. Deleted. And, and remember, kids, boys and girls, Mark Wood was the point of difference for England in the Ashes. Once a Mark Wood came into the Ashes, it was a completely different ball game. Uh, but not for Rachin Ravind. Devin Conway, I know you're really close friends. Um, but what can you say? 152 off 121. It's a shame he's not 24. <laughs> it is a shame. Oh, yeah, I mean, this is it's it's funny watching uh, Dev because I do know him so well, and and I can see little mannerisms and stuff as he's playing. And to be honest, you know that first ball of the innings, Chris Wokes over pitches. Dev just eases it through the covers for four. And you know, remember this is a World Cup debut for for Devin Conway, World Cup debut for Rach and Ravindra. That that is. Uh, easy as you like, just just sort of served up on a platter for him, first ball. Another one comes a few balls later, another four through the covers, uh, even better this time through extra cover, I think it was. It, it was kind of at that moment that it was like, okay, Devin Conway's on today. Like, th this is 
this is a very very good start he's seen the ball very early it just looked very very easy even though it was 140 clicks from chris wokes uh, you know great that chris wokes was off his uh, off his game today because that was some um, that was that certainly eased the start for them but but don't don't forget either sam curran started with two straight wicket made uh you know a wicket maiden and then another maiden in the second over he had the ball on a string he was swinging it he was causing problems you know for for, for as good as devon conway was that second over that uh, Sam Curran bowled. He was all over Devin Conway, and, and probably in the third as well. That, it took some time for them to get on top of Sam Curran, but then the last four overs Sam Curran bowled went to for 47 runs. I mean, this is kind of a it really sums up the innings that New Zealand saw off any of the difficult stuff. Uh, I thought Adil Rashid at times bowled really well, getting a lot of turn out of footmarks, um, you know, well outside the off stump of the left-handers. Uh, Moen Ali as well beat the beat the outside edge a couple of times, getting a bit of turn. But they saw through some of those tough overs and then capitalised when anything strayed. I've, I don't think I've seen a batting performance from a New Zealand team that was quite as ruthless as that. Anything slightly overpitched went to the boundary. Anything slightly for, uh, short went to the boundary. There was there were very few deliveries that weren't good balls that weren't put away. It was ruthlessly efficient from this Black Caps team. In Test and One Day International Cricket, Devin Conway is averaging 100 every five and a half innings. Five and a half innings. It's bonkers, mate. Kane Williamson in those two forms is about seven and a half. When when you're beating Kane Williamson comfortably by something, um, it shows how special um, a talent he is. And when you factor in him, and maybe Kane Williamson coming back, what do you do with Rach and Ravindra and Will Young? Yeah, yeah. When you when you think about Dev, I mean, this is it's clearly Devin Conway is making up for lost time. The fact that he started his international career probably later than than many players, and and since that moment, he has seized every opportunity. Since that two hundred at Lords on Test debut, he he has been an, a, a massive problem for opposition bowling attacks. And and as they said in the commentary. Like, what is his weakness? Where, where do you bowl to him? And, and the only thing I can come up with is you've just got to bowl around the wicket and, and arrow in on the top of off stump and try to not give him anything. Like, that's that's about it. And then when they were doing that, he decided to, the likes of Sam Curran, okay, he's bowling really well. I'm going to come down the wicket and try to put him off his game. You know, And, and so he just tweaked what he was doing when he was um, struggling with a bowler to to avoid that issue like what else are you supposed to do to to somebody who's batting like that i think it is going to be very very interesting now to see what the the first 11 is if you like like you like you say there kane williamson will obviously come back uh Lockie ferguson as well i'm sure they want to get into the squad because he offers something much different with the ball i'm also a little surprised i, I was a little surprised with the selection that ish Sodi didn't play because I think yes. he could have been a handful on that wicket with a lot of bounce early, um, more and more turn as the game went on. He's also been working on a flipper when he was in England. I think that's the one that he dragged down as one of the worst balls you've ever seen in your life. Uh, but he's been working on that as well. So he's got great variety. I was surprised he didn't play. Uh, but, you know, I, is Will Young going to be the one to go? Or, you know, I suspect that they could drop Mark Chapman out they could move Rachin up to open 
uh, and maybe slot Will Young down at four or five. Uh, I think that could work. And then somebody like James Nation might might miss out to Lockie Ferguson, and then they still bat deep because Mitchell Santner was batting nine in this game if he was required. That was a very deep batting lineup. I suspect Will Young will get another chance, but that remains to be seen. Well, we'll put that out to our listeners, uh, Ben. I'm sure they'll offer their uh, opinions on that. Uh, everyone loves debating picking a cricket side. Thanks so much for slogging through the night. Uh, I, I'm sure it was well worth it. I'm sure it was well worth it. And thanks so it much was. for taking our call today, mate. We'll catch up with you soon, I hope. Uh, cheers. Look forward to it. Have a good one. Thanks very much. Ben Strang, um, regular contributor on the Bulletin on the SAP program. Big cricket fan, cricket, long-time sports reporter, newsman these days. Good bloke, knows what he's talking about, uh, offering his take on quite the night. Uh, keep your thoughts coming through. Uh, let's get to a, some of those on double eight double three on the temper and bedpost text machine like no other. Wellingtonians know how good Ravindra is, just like Canterburyans know how good Matt Henry is. Well, I hope so. Um, I've tried to make it pretty clear to New Zealanders. Um, I, 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 Louis, what do you think? Does Matt Henry get enough love? The one-day cricketer I'm talking about. One-day cricketer Matt Henry. Um, it's a really good question. It's so hard to it's so hard to know and to differentiate between the formats because Matt Henry was always behind Trent Bolt, Tim Southey, and probably Neil Wagner and and the, the average cricket fans' estimations of our spear, our, our bowling attack, our seam attack, right? But if you think back just to one day cricket, he probably still is underrated because he's so unassuming and he, he he's not he doesn't hoop the ball. Uh, he's more line and length, and, and he can nibble it off the seam, and that's been always the, the, you know his stock trade. But I guess that you can't deny that he's been around, and he has earned the respect. Because remember, in 2015, he came into that World Cup squad, and I don't think he was initially in the squad. Can you recall? Did he? he did he end up he came coming in, for the in semi? Was it the semi he came in for? Yeah, the semi or the really quarter? Well he did, and then he ended up playing in the final, and that was when he was a, a young a young man, and, and he kind of burst onto the scene then. But then he's had to do a lot of waiting behind our kind of this generational bowling uh, attack we've had. But when he's ever he's been given, and, and since Trent Bowl, especially over the last couple of years, I mean, nobody now is surprised to see him perform like that. And Glenn Phillips, I think you said it, and Smithy said it in commentary, and I've said it as well. Glenn Phillips is the X Factor, but I thought he was going to be the X Factor with the bat. The golden arm element of this is a total bonus, and I'm still just like in awe of that overall performance. Ben, ben nailed it. Ben nailed it. From start to finish, Ben absolutely nailed it. It was just a magnificent team performance, and maybe it was just one of those days, but you just got to enjoy it. I hope they don't get as high as wear on them. I hope they're level-headed. It's hard not to feel the helium, right? It's hard not to get carried away after a performance like that. Truly brilliant uh, effort. Um, and, and as someone rather pithily points out, the most important aspect, uh, England win the count, uh, boundary count back. Yeah, we've had a few messages like that. Love it. Love it. 23 minutes after 10. 11. Gee, I don't even know what time it is. It's been a long morning commentating rugby and now talking cricket with you. We'll do something after this break. Call anytime. 0800 150 811. Brand are experts in agriculture, covering your equipment, parts and service needs to help you succeed in your field. Summer or winter, he's the voice of sport in Aotearoa. This is Mornings with Ian Smith on SENZ.
Turn up the volume, we're crossing live to the sports desk. What's fresh? What's making waves? Let's find out. All right, time for the Polaris Sports Desk. Uh, Polaris special offers are on now at your local Polaris dealer. 29 minutes after 11, here's Louis. Uh, look, Ryan Fox is off to a flyer at the Dunhill Links, the Alfred Dunhill Links Championship. Uh, it's a track he knows well. It's a tournament that he has won before, obviously. Um, he's tied 10th, so he went six under. He went low. Sunk a couple of beautiful putts on those, um, I guess, windy, windy, undulating um, links greens. So he's feeling good, and I think Foxy can go deep into this tournament. Soderbird is leading with uh, Runneris and... An American whose name I'm not even going to try to pronounce it, who I've never seen before. Peter, I will try for the comedy of it. You'll line. Let's go with that. Uh, that's what's happening on the DP World Tour. Back here in, in the Australian NBL, the Breakers went down last night in a very close game to the <laughs> Brisbane Bullets. 89-84 in the end, but the Breakers really were in it right up until the death. And uh, on the shot clock, one second to go, the Bullets pulled up a, a heave and banked it in from an impossible angle. And Casey and Moles were both on the floor, and it kind of... Just took the wind out of it and put them within two, uh, away from two scores. So the Breakers couldn't quite get it done in the end. I tell you what, though, they have got a, a new import, Parker Jackson Cartwright. He's about he looks five good. Foot eleven. He is tiny. He is so fast. I've just checked. He weighs. They reckon he weighs seventy-five kgs. He's five foot ten and a half. He is like. So fast, and he looks like he's got the goods on offense, but he's always getting hunted on defense a little bit. And last one, this will be of interest to everybody. Now, the Scots, the fighting Scots, well, they are convinced they can do it. Blair Kinghorn, who is the fullback for Scotland, says it is win or go home. Everyone is pumped for it. They might have been a good form of run of form recently, but we'll end that on Saturday. They oh, are I love the sound of that. Up for it, Daniel. And you will like that with your... Oh, energy. yes. Yes. Come on. Get your kilt Come on. Come on, Scotland. Um, they're not going to do it, if, if you're putting a gun to my head. Um, I think Ireland won seven or eight straight matches against Scotland. But, Louis, I'm going to say it again. And you know what I'm going to say? It won't shock me if it happens. It would be so good. It would be so good. 29 minutes away from 12 o'clock. Thank you very much, Louis. That was the Polaris Towards Desk. Uh, get a free roof, windscreen, rear panel, wiper kit, and tow hitch valued at 5000 on a Polaris Ranger 1000. Time to head to the news and Aroha, 29 away from 12. Oh, and after that, it'll be stumped by Smithy, of course. I never forget that, Brian. 0800 150 811. I never forget to tell you to call before I say it's news time with Aroha, which it is now. Match here. Stumped by Smithy. Ian Smith really is top class at his job. It is time for Stumped by Smithy. It is 26 minutes away from 12 o'clock. We've got them all lined up. Brian's running frantically from side to side in the booth. Louis going all Zaid on me. Looks like you're nodding off. I just think he's just checking his phone. It's the, it's the beauty of three different centres. Auckland, Christchurch, Wellington, joined at the hip well, by technology well, and a slight delay. Isn't actually, that right? Well, yeah. Actually, what I was doing, and I, I just panically was about to send you a message because I, I don't know if you recall, but 
we all need to find a leg for a multi for the Friday freebie. So ah, what, I'm while having a you read for week. While you answer questions and take on the try to stump whoever you're playing, you, you're also going to have to come up with a, uh, a league for a multi, Daniel. So just bear that in mind. Okay. So that's, what I was, that's, that's where we're at. Right. Um, now, we've obviously, you've been on a tear this week, but somebody has to win today because it is the Friday freebie and we have to give it away. So somebody has to win today. I'm going to start with Gareth. Morning, Gareth. Morning, boys. How are we going? Good, thank you. Super. Super. Gareth? Here's the thing. Daniel's been on a tear. Daniel's been on a tear because, for whatever reason, the punter taking him on seems to think it's a good idea to yeah. take him on at things he, he knows about. It's, uh, it's, it does, it's not really a strategy that's been working. So I'm going to give you... Listen very carefully. Here are, the, here are the subjects you can have. You can have Major League f- Baseball. You can have football, do soccer, fo- soccer football. Or you yeah, can don't have do that one. NBL. Yeah, do that one. Oh, um, I'll go with uh, I'll go with football. Okay, here we go. How many goals has Erling Haaland scored in the Premier League so far this season? Uh, must be somewhere before around he's um, kidnapped. What's that? <laughs> Was it before he's kidnapped uh, and replaced with this guy I don't I don't recognise? I don't think he's got to 10 yet, but I know he's been scoring a few. I'll go with, I think he's pretty close. I'll go with 8. Just a couple of chips down the wicket, right in the slot, and away it goes. Wow. Very solid start, Gareth. Very solid start. Okay. Well, Luton Strong Town Wi-Fi. have... <laughs> Luton Town have one... <laughs> One win so far this season in the Premier League. Which team did Luton Town beat? Oh. Uh, who did they beat? I think it's another team that used to be good but have dropped down. Was it um, Was it Everson? Just a couple of chips down the wicket, right in the slot, and away it goes. What's two? It was. Was two. Was to one at at Goodison too. Ah, oh, can't wait to bring that up with my great mate Grant Elliott tomorrow on the Saturday session. This is a great question. This is a great question, and I I didn't know the answer to this, but this is this is Daniel is gonna love this. The A League men's season kicks off later this month with our Wellington Phoenix set to take on the Western Sydney Wanderers in the first round. Alex Rufa will captain the side for another season. Who was the inaugural captain of the Wellington Phoenix, Gareth? Oh, Jesus. The Phoenix. Well, of course, they swapped from um, from the Kings. Uh, who was it? What year was that? No, do not tarnish um, the Phoenix with any mention of the Kings, please. <laughs> I think, no. I'm not sure if it was Ross. I'll go. I know he was round back then. I think he was captain. Was it Ross Aloisi? Just a couple of oh, chips mate. down the wicket. Fantastic right in the slot, Roscoe, what a great guy. Awesome dude. It was Ross Eloise. Oh, thank my son for that. He's a big football fan, so um, so he's got me got me uh, skilled up on all the info for football. Oh, brilliant. How old's your boy? Uh, he's he's 11. And already yeah, a saint. Already a genius. For a West Ham training camp. Oh, brilliant stuff. 
Well, isn't that awesome, yeah. Louis? Someone who's won and apps kicked goals wherever he is, wherever he has looked. Well done to you, Gareth. Awesome yes, stuff. That, cool. That's very, very solid, Gareth. Hey, Gareth, what's your league for the multi? What would you like? Um, just quickly before I put mine in, Louis, I don't, I'm not sure if you remember, but this is the same Gareth who's uh, the Grand National where you um, you fell over last time. So I hope you're uh, you're on form today, mate. Well, good news is, Gareth, there's no jumps racing this weekend. So, <laughs> well, I'm over it now, mate. I did watch the race and laugh when it when it fell at the second to last hurdle or, or the other one overtook. But um, I'll, I'm, I'm sorry, I've, you, missed um, I'll... I, I've missed this. I've missed this. What happened? Please explain oh, this. He was up for about a grand, and the shortest leg was Happy Star to win the um, the Grand National Hurdle. It was about a dollar sixty, and he was he looked like a good thing, and then he uh, fell over. So. That's the story. And the funny thing was, my pick was Cam McInnes to score a try. And when I when I said that, he was paying eight fifty. I remember Louis sniggering at the time, but um, but Cam McInnes scored at about What's twenty minutes ago, uh, into the no game. No sniggering. Hey Gareth, just remember, <laughs> don't don't put Gareth. This, I'm still on the controls here. All right, this <laughs> wasn't sniggering. You just what's your okay? Enough of this. What's your next league? <laughs> All right. Oh. I'll go. Um, I'll go Canterbury halftime, full time uh, versus Auckland in the um, in the quarterfinal. Yeah, you're a beautiful man. Yeah, you're a great. Do you want to know my one? Is it Auckland full time, halftime full time? <laughs> no, it's Bay of Plenty to beat Hawks Bay. Simple head to head, a dollar sixty two. Because Hawks Bay are rinsed. Obviously, they've had a very very big few days. Okay. Okay. Right. I'm just gonna. Um, I just need a half a second to punch those in because my computer's just having a meltdown on dollar sixty two. By the way, Gareth, dollar sixty two. So I'm not being stupid. Bay of Plenty are favourites. Cool, no problems. Okay, fantastic, boys. Let me just. I, I'm, I'm, my TAB has just had an absolute meltdown, so I'm not going to be able to get it on. But you will hear in the next either a minute or five minutes. Keep listening, Gareth, and I'll let you know what my league is, and we'll punch it on for you, and I'll let you know what it's worth. Thanks, man. Okay, cheers, guys. Awesome. Good man, Gareth. Impressive performance on Stump by Smithy by Gareth. Hardly, hardly needed a second, did he? Three. Poutston answered all those questions. 20 minutes away from 12 o'clock. Brilliant stuff. Always like it when uh, there is a winner. Yeah, Bay of Plenty to beat Hawke's Bay. Bay of Plenty to beat Hawke's Bay. I, I, want, I wanted to go Scotland to beat Ireland, and I was like, no, come on. Gareth's done so well. Don't be a dick, Daniel. Don't be like that. Go with something that's a, a little bit more secure, you might say. Uh, time for a break, I would assume. It's 19 minutes away from 12 o'clock. Back shortly. 14 minutes away from midday. And hrnz.co.nz is where you get all your harness racing news. Just before we get to Greg O'Connor, I should just say what I chose for our Friday freebie. Uh, because Gareth will be listening eagerly. And Gareth, I think you're going to love this. We're going to tip the Kiwi duo, Stanaway and Shane Van Gisbergen, in the Bathurst 1000. So uh, if those three leagues get up, Canterbury, Canterbury, Bay of Plenty, head-to-head. Shane Van Gisberg and Richie Stanaway, your $50 bonus bet will give you $572. So there you go, Gareth. Thanks for playing. But Greg O'Connor's on the line. And Greg, uh, I watched uh, the harness racing action from last night where Millwood Nike continued her unbeaten streak. And Vesem went under, which wasn't good for the Futures players, myself. No, uh, not after Michael Guerin came out on the box seat on Wednesday morning to you, Louis. 
and uh, passed on what Nathan Purden had said about Vessam, that he was the most improved horse in the stable. So mm. he did have a pretty torrid run in front, though. Well, he, he got attacked early, then went right round to the lead, and then copped a bit more pressure. But his stable mate, Chaser Dream, was very, very good. One of the three winners on the night for Olivia Thornley. And yes, Millwood Nike, if she was ever going to get beaten in this campaign, Louie, it was last night. She had to sit parked on a hot speed. They were at 155. Um, Sweet Coco was in front and pedalled on really solidly, but oh, her last 100 metres, she stretched out like a really good horse. She'll now have a Neville R Heat Labour Weekend on their Champions Day down there uh, at Ashburton. Then she'll go to the Neville R Final on Cup Day. Then she'll go to the Oaks. So it is conceivable that she'll be unbeaten as a two- and three-year-old, 18 wins, and she'll be trying to get to, well, under fire type record of 24, one would think, and the way she's going, Louis, she's a real pin-up horse, and, uh, you know, a, a horse that will attract a lot of people to the course to see her. She's a star. It's a great thing, you know. I, I just, no tool poppy with this this mare, this filly. She's just, she's an absolute superstar. On Vesem, um, talking from my pocket here, Greg, but I'm sure punters will allow us, um, do is, is there a chance, because I agree, he was taken on and he went fast. You could hear Matt Cross. It was it was blistering up top to try and get the lead. I don't know, Zach Purden really wanted it, went back around. Does that soften a, a standard bread up for the week after? Or without knowing and, and hearing the stable, Harry's, you know, if he's licked the bowl clean this morning, how do they typically bounce back from those, those blistering runs? Or, or does that just get him rock hard fit and he should be okay to go again next week? Well, he hadn't had a run for three weeks, or he'd had a run at the trials, but yeah, maybe mentally more than anything, because uh, these good horses, and, and a horse that's unbeaten in his previous six, they know that they're good, and they know when they win. There's no question when mm. they come back to the birdcage, you know, there's the, the procedure of uh, their heads get let down, all the people are standing around clapping, all that sort of stuff. So they know when they, when they win, and they also know when they get beaten, so... Um, the modern-day standard bread tends to bounce back pretty good, so I'd imagine he would. His regular pilot, Blair Orange, will be back on uh, next time. Yeah, I, I think he'll bounce back, but, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Look, there's some real depth in the two-year-olds, and the final for that is on Cup Day as well, but he has to bounce back really quickly, Louis, because the Harness Million, the final of that, is this Friday night at Addington. Get this, we have him there. We have the other two Harness Million final. We have a, a battle between Don't Stop Dreaming and Merlin. That resumes on Friday night in the Flying Stakes. And provided Bolt for Brilliance, who we expect to win at Alexandra Park tonight, comes through that. He's on the plane on Tuesday and will clash with Muscle Mountain in the Canterbury Park Trotting Cup on Friday night too. So next Friday at Addington, Friday the 13th, easy to remember, is going to be a sensational race night and a precursor to Ashburton's big day into Kaikoura, into a big night at Addington on the 3rd of November, a night we don't normally have, but with the dates this year, um, with the Melbourne Cup being as late as it possibly can, Cup Day is not until uh, the second Tuesday, not until the 14th of November, so it's a lot later than what it normally is. So the next five weeks of racing is, is, is going to be sensational leading into Cup Week. Beautiful stuff, Greg. It's uh, it's starting to hot up, and we've got good horses to follow. So, wonderful stuff, mate. Did you have one or two tonight for punters? Yeah, looking forward to Alexandra Park. Want to see Bolt for Brilliance uh, bounce, you know, off what was a pretty ordinary injury at the Inter Dominions in Melbourne last year. So, I expect he will do. I actually like Nicholas Cage tonight 
in a race called the Kerry Hoggard, who was a, a long-time administrator in the north, the Holmes DG, and you know how good he was. Uh, of course, part-owned uh, by John Hart and trained by the master Barry Purden. So I reckon Nicholas Cage, if he steps off the front, although Old Town Road's in it, and he's my long-term tip for the IRT New Zealand Cup, I reckon Nicholas Cage can upset them tonight, so I'm happy to be on him. And, of course, it's Methvin Cup on Sunday, where Smithy's Terror, who bounced back at Addington last week, gets the chance to go back-to-back in that very good uh, 3,000 metre feature there on Sunday. So looking forward to heading to the Mount Harding on Sunday for their big race day. Very good, Greg. There you go. HRNZ.co.nz for all the form, uh, all the replays from last night at Addington. Have a look before you have a bet tonight or next week. And the, the Thoroughbreds, loveracing.nz, which is your home for Thoroughbred racing, with our underway at Timaru already. A wonderful race meet at Timaru today on a, uh, a nice track, soft five. Race one was taken out by, if I did it, Kennedy, Shane Kennedy and a furlong have got a very strong team there today. Race two is about to get underway. And actually, Mark Purden, speaking of harness racing, well, he is a thoroughbred going around. Buster Shaw, his second runner in the gallops, which is pretty exciting, so we might watch that as well. Uh, We need to get to a break. We'll come back, wrap the show with Daniel just after this.